Podcasting straight from North Carolina is Dr. Jennifer Eichner-Lowry sharing her author journey with you. Jen Lowry writes is a place where amazing things happen for authors and readers together. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate podcast host. Jen is just the bird singing the song. She is a published author, educator, homeschool mama, life coach, and dreamer. Join her on the daily journey of discovering what this writing life is all about. Let's see what she will be led by the Holy Spirit to talk about today. Here's Jen. Welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry, and today I want to talk with you guys about the last lecture. Okay, you all know that I'm going through my 70 books for the year. So, if you follow my Pinterest page, then that's the place where I've been documenting my books. Um, It's called Books That I've Read 2019. That's on my board. And there is just something special about capturing the books this way. And it matters to me. Like, first, you know I'm a visual person. But when I go back, instead of just looking at the titles, and I look at this board that I've created, it just, it makes me go, wow. I just, I love each and every one of these books in in a special way, in a new way. Now, there's a book that, of course, like my favorite, Fahrenheit, which I'm reading right now in school. Um, that one, of course, is always going to stand out. But when I look back at the books that I have read for the year, I can see how reading those books, they're also going to help me, shape me, for when it's time for me to write my nonfiction book in December to put that one out. Because pieces of the way that Steve Martin wrote Born Standing Up and the way that Randy Posh wrote the last lecture, those are going to be models for me. Those are going to influence me. And so the author challenge book is going to be a little different because of that. Now, I will tell you, the last lecture, I don't know how I missed this in my life. I knew when it came out that I wanted to read it. I remembered, you know, hearing a buzz about it, seeing it on bookstore shelves. You know, it was kind of like all over the place for a while. And I was like, okay, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. Well, I bought it. And I've had it for a couple of years in the stack of books that I've wanted to read. Now, guys, I have a tremendous amount of books that um, I have hidden from my husband who doesn't um, like books everywhere, and I don't have any bookshelves in the house, and it's just, just it's so sad for me to know that I don't. Um, but I have this one hidden, and it was in a stack of books when I pulled out the books for uh, Sam and I to go over what is something that he would like to read with me. And he had read Heaven is for Real when he was like in fourth grade. And so I knew that, um, and he really enjoyed that book. And I knew he liked nonfiction books too, but he's really stuck in on the fantasy worlds right now. And so he didn't choose the last lecture. But as soon as I put it out there in the stack to choose from, 
I was like, yeah, I'm going to put it aside where I'm going to put it on Solomon's stack of books in his room. So that way, each day when I go in, that book is going to be waiting there for me. So the other night, my stepdaughter, she had to do a lot of missing assignments and homework. So she needed to use my computer. I'm going to be honest, on spring break week, when writing was my only objective, I was not planning on reading a book. Um, I was like, well, what can I do? I have this pocket of time. Yes, I can watch recorded episodes of Ghost Adventures. Or there's this book sitting there, and it's something I've always wanted to read. Let me read it. It's short. I can read it in no time. And so I grabbed the last lecture, and I am so glad that I did. So I started it on April the 17th, and I read up to 77 pages, you know, sevens, they, they, I can remember those numbers, and that was as far as I got the first night. And when I would see some of the words, the way that he just naturally told, it gave me, like, just this sense of peace that I was doing something right, too, with my kids and my family and my friends and and this author world. And, and everything he would say, I could apply it. You know, not necessarily, you know, his virtual reality and his computer science and his, but I could transfer it over to my literacy coach job and to my monarch educational job and the way that I was with my kids and um personal experiences that I had when I backed into my brother's car in the yard. I mean, it was just like all kinds of memories flooding, flooding. And that's what happened to me. I I started thinking about my parents. See, I'm going to cry. Guys, you got to read this book. I don't, I I know that I tell you guys a lot, please read this book, please read this book. (laughs) I know I do. But this is the type of book that you can get through it this year. And then next year, you can pick it right back up again. And you can test yourself against this book. Almost like when you read the Bible and you can test your experience and it's the words of your life. And that you need to keep going back and and using that as a model. Well, if you want to pick just a book out on the shelves and you say, what is something that I could really learn from and that that could help me, you know, prioritize, give me some good tips. This book's got that too. And well, what it has is Randy's heart in that book. And his loves in that book. And so I will tell you that rushes of memories from reading came back. And maybe that's why I wrote the post last night about the trip to Canada and buying the Exorcist. Because I was thinking of all of the things like, you know, in my book review today on my blog post of the last lecture, you know, it was like his quirkiness. You know, I was thinking about where I have our little quirks. We all have our little family memories and and things that matter and that are unique to us. And I just started like really putting those, like digging them back up. I don't know. It was just awful. It was like awful. 
because then it stirs up all of that emotion. But then it was so uh, totally awe-inspiring that it made me want to write more. And I was able to channel those emotions in the blog post. And it, my kids got a lot of extra hugs and kisses all on the forehead <laughs> the past two days. <laughs> and as soon as I finished it, I'm texting my friend Tanya and I'm going, okay, have you read it? She said, no. And I'm like, oh my God, she's just like me. Here we are. How did we miss this book? Like, let me see when it was published because like I wrote today of you're late to the party like me. Here's your special invitation. Like, this is it. This is your invitation. It's a New York Times bestseller. Okay. It was published in 2008. I love it how they call it. A, the genre is a self-help book. Oh, yeah. It's inspirational nonfiction. Trust me on this. So, yeah. It's like, we're late to the party. 2008. This book has been circulating for 11 years, and then God knew I needed it today, yesterday, the day before. Because there were some teachable moments for me while I was reading this book. Because I'm going through this phase, like, I don't call it a phase. Uh, that's childish. I'm not going through a phase right now, but I'm going through the struggles right now of balancing time and getting a little overwhelmed um, with everything hitting me all at once, and I'm not having the appropriate time to do the things that I need to do, and so I'm having to reorganize, re you know, prioritize because I'm still, you know, wanting that quality time with my family and. Um, but then I got other things added to my plate this week and I'm like, you know, Lord, you know, you're, you're giving me more and more and, you know, I'm not getting paid for this <laughs> and I have a business and I'm not getting paid for this. And so I'm like, God, you know, help me step away from that and let me see the bigger picture because right now I'm seeing what's in front of me and everything continues to pile up and I don't know you know which way to go because I, I'm getting bombarded from different sides and so I was struggling with that this week and sure enough the last lecture gave me some good tips on that too and there are ways that I can help but then I also, at the end of the day, I also have to do what I love too, and I have to help myself. I have to work for this. I have to put those hours in. I loved one of the parts in the book where, because guess y'all know I'm nerdy, and I used to be um, a college professor, and I was an adjunct professor. I, I did it part time. My one of my dream jobs. I said my dream. One of my dream jobs. Um, is to be a religion professor. My son picks up me all the time. He's like, Mama, why don't you go after it? Why don't you apply? Why don't you apply? You know, maybe God will open a door for you there. So this summer, of course, I'm going to maybe pull out some of the universities. And um, I already have updated my resume, thanks to Dress for Success. And, and you know, maybe just get myself out there again to see if I can get into the pool for the professor world. But... As a professor, you know, people said, well, how did you get tenure early? You got tenure a year earlier. And he was like, well, call me on Friday night at 10 o'clock in my office and you'll find out. And I love that line 
because I knew exactly the time what he was talking about. I don't know like what clocked hours he put in, and, and I don't know what clocked hours that I put into this author world, but I'm telling you guys, it is a constant daily focus of mine, and I'm handling it you know, with multiple responsibilities in my life. And so for this week, you know, when I thought I was going to be able to do 10 times the amount of work plus spend the time with my family, at least I got the one thing right. I spend the time with the boys. And so, and, you know, we get to do the things that we've wanted to do. We went to the History Museum. We went to the outlets and spent the day together. We tried new restaurants. We played pool and bowled. We're going to see Pet Cemetery. Y'all know I love Stephen King. You know, we're going to visit family. We're going to visit friends. You know, it's not over. There's still so much to do. And so the weighing of helping myself or helping other people this week became helping other people this week. And hopefully by doing that, it'll somehow come back for me and I can um, figure out ways to work more efficiently. Like those are things, you know, you got to prioritize and you got to work through. But the last lecture when I was reading everything that he was saying, like each chapter, I could take away a line. I could take away a paragraph. I could take away a thought. It would allow me to reflect. I could take away the whole chapter, like the entire chapter. (laughs) And so I will just tell you, you know, reading books like that, it's not just for me, like as an escape. And I take this 70 book challenge, you know, very seriously. And I do want to push myself to read, to read, because that's how our writing improves. That's how our communication improves with other people. When I started the blog, I was like, well, I could go back and I could do reviews on the books that I've read. And then maybe I could be a place where other authors, if they would want me to review their book, or I could do the Q&As. I'm thinking about doing the the book blog tours on my author page because I know as you know what my role is right now behind the scenes wanting to do the book book blog I want to make it approachable for other authors to be able to tour my page and so I've got to build that up and so it gives me more of a purpose so this book is like that. It helps you, you know, continue to think about your why. Why does that matter? Why is that on my bucket list? And why haven't I been going after my bucket list, you know, since I moved up here? Why was I in such a, a thirst for all of that adventure? And where did I lose it? And how can I pick up it, you know, pick that up again? And then how can I do it with balance? 
and gratitude. The whole chapter on gratitude. Come on, that's my life, you know. <laughs> that's what I I try. And so if, if you're wanting a quick read, y'all, it took me, okay, honestly, if I clock the hours, it probably took me. So I got to page 77 the first day, and it didn't take me long at all. And then I know exactly how long it took me to get from 77 to the end because um, my husband watched a show, and he's watching um, a series show. Um, called SEAL Team. And so, however long it takes for a SEAL Team episode, that's how long it took me. Because as soon as the credits were rolling for SEAL Team, I was done with the book. And then uh, he went back to the recorded episode of Kindred Spirits, and I watched the the Lizzie Borden one, or Elizabeth Borden one, which was, was super good. Um... And so, just to, just to give you a heads up, you know, we think about our time and we say, well, if I read, then it's going to take away from everything else I'm doing. But if you read and you read quality books or books that are profound like this, or books that matter, then it's pouring right back into your author world. It's pouring right back into your life. It's pouring right back in, you know, to your daily routines, to the author craft. You can use them as models. You know, there's so many things that you can do when you get quality books. And so I will say that this book is a five star. It is worth it. Um, Even if you, you know, read a chapter a day, and I went in and I made an image from the book. I I went through and um, was was reading through it. And the brick wall, I, I did a whole YouTube on the brick wall. Because then I thought about what brick walls have I faced as an author with my writer's block? What are some things that have gotten in my way that have stopped me from, from growing or moving forward in pages? And so I made that episode yesterday from his quote, The Brick Wall. And there's so many other quote images that I could pull from here. Like, time must be explicitly managed like money. And, you know, that made me think about my bank account. Ever since I got hacked and somebody stole my my number and went to this buffet, kind of like Gold Corral, like what we have, but I don't even remember what it was called in Texas. And they they had a big, gigantic Christmas Eve party on my expense. And I had my lockdown, my count on lockdown for like 10 days when I was on break with my kids. It was crazy. Um, you know, since then, I have a daily habit of looking at my bank account, looking at my expenditures. Uh, we budget. Uh, you know, we go to compare. It's a Hispanic grocery store, and we go to that grocery store to buy certain items because I know that those items are, are they are so good, the quality of the meat. I love their meat better anyway, and I go there, and I and I get most of my groceries there, and then on the way home, you know, we'll go to Food Line and pick up whatever they don't have that I might need because I'm budgeting. And I'm managing my money. You know, I'm Goodwill shopping more than Dressborn shopping. You know, there's there's things that I give away. There's things that I give up. And I don't do all of the luxury. And I have to very, you know, look at my budget as far as my 
job goes, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I've got my business is starting to thrive and it's starting to pick up, but I'm still holding all of those business expenses there for the future because I don't know what could happen. And so I'm very timid with my money, but I'm not necessarily managing my time that way. And so I love the quote in bold, time must be explicitly managed. You know, that, that word explicit means clear. It has to be conscious. It can't be by chance. And it needs to be detailed. And so, quotes like that, guys, you can go through this book. I'm serious. That's on page um, 108. That's a citation right here. Um, but you can go through this book, and you can honestly just flip through it again. Get in touch with your crayon box. I'm a black and white thinker. You know, I, I understand exactly what he talks about. And I've always said that with me being a black and white thinker, you know, that that brings to mind why I feel like I'm the reader of the Bible the way that I am. And I love the Bible so much because of that. But I love the idea about the crayons. And so I'm going to turn that into an assignment with my students. You see how this can this kind of book can hit you in so many different ways. When I saw about the salt and pepper shaker, I thought about my mom's collection of salt and pepper shakers. That might have stirred up the Canada conversation too. Cuz I actually mentioned the salt and pepper shakers on our way. So we have to go to Maine to this little shop to get a salt and pepper shaker. Like, read. That's all I can say. Read quality. Read heart pounding. Read thrillers. Read horror. Read romance. Read a sci-fi. Read a fantasy. Read a book you've never read before that you've always wanted to. Because I'm going to tell you, if you've not read The Hobbit, grab that. But if you haven't read The Last Lecture, you're missing out. I'm telling you, that's my, that's my take on it. So if you trust me and you trust what I'm saying, you got to get this book. All right, guys. There's my review of The Last Lecture. I'll be on soon enough. My friend and I, we're doing a podcast. And you'll be able to check us out on YouTube today. I actually have two podcast interviews today, so I'm looking forward to those. I keep getting uh, tons of emails on them, and, and I'm going to give you some tips on it because um, the more that I'm doing the interviews, the more that I want to give a um, a guide for when you're contacting people to be on their shows, uh, some things to consider. All right. Have a blessed one. Bye. If you're looking for my challenge devotionals on Amazon, go right on over and type in Dr. Jennifer Eichner Lowry and you'll see my 30-day everyday mom challenge, my 30-day teacher challenge, fingerprint curriculum for my homeschool families, and one that's closest to my heart is the Happy Renewal Year challenge devotional. I dare you to go and check them out today. You can also find that they're on Kindle Unlimited because I want you guys to have access. I often put them up for free uh, promotional items. I'll do countdowns. Um, 
So that way, you can grab one, you can gift them with a friend, you can share them out on your sites, and people can go on this journey with us. In December of 2019, look out for the release of my author challenge devotional. I'm looking forward to that one and sharing it with you. So I challenge you today to go out there and write something inspiring and share it with the world. Thanks for joining me on Jen Lowry Writes. You guys have a blessed day.